0: Hello, everybody. This week is a solo episode where I'm all fired up to talk about something that is very taboo. We're not supposed to say it, especially as a woman, especially as a mom. So I want to give you the disclaimer that I may offend you today. But I would like you to know that it's not my purpose to offend you. I may offend your mind. I may offend your set of beliefs. And that's the part where I would love you to get curious if whatever I'm about to say really ruffles your feathers for you to sit with it and go, not whether she's right or wrong, but more like, why is what Olga is saying, um, feeling so uncomfortable in my body? And Maybe dig into whether it's because maybe you have accepted a truth that you don't fully resonate with or whether it is because you're realizing that the programming that we were handed down doesn't work for you either. Or maybe you just decide that what I'm saying is absolute BS. Either of those options, perfectly fine. But I will say, sit with your emotions, sit with your brain and see what it's trying to tell you. Because what I'm about to say is that we may have gotten our family system a little bit wrong in the last generation or generations. I don't know. I'm speaking from my own experience, Um, coming from my household. Like some of you know, I was raised in Spain. Um, If you don't know much about the country, um, back in the day, I was born in 1976. So We literally has just come out of a dictatorship and there was a lot of uh, religious impositions and a lot of uh, very one way of thinking. And the way that parenting was done in those days was very much like the children are on their own. They they can survive by themselves. I mean, except for the initial (laughs) baby stages. But after that, it was a very much um, independent type of childhood. Um, There was a lot of trust that nothing was going to happen to your children. So we will literally run wild and free. And the parents were there to provide us with our very basic needs for food, shelter, uh, clothing, and emotional support was more of of a luxury for those parents who were evolved enough to understand that that was also needed. And I feel like right now, we turn the tables so badly that we've gone to the opposite extreme. So what I'm seeing now as a mom, my my son, my oldest son just turned 15 yesterday, and my daughter is 10. And so I can speak from the position of being a mom, now raising my children in America, and seeing what it's been sort of handed to us for the new societal programming which involves an awful lot of parenting involvement. And it involves a lot of, we have this new belief that we know better, we know best and our children are little molds that we are creating out of our own desires and wishes. And that creates a lot of dependency from children onto their parents and a lot of extra stress that in my opinion, it's not needed and i know that we can go back I, mean, I don't want to go back to the type of parenting that i just described with my um with my parents generation but i also think that this super emphasized child center sort of family system it's creating a lot of friction and i had a podcast interview yesterday where i was talking to someone who specializes in helping relationships and marriages survive affairs and she was mentioning how the latest client that she was working with, he felt that when the kids came along, the relationship started faltering. And I want people to understand this is not um, putting blame on the parents, especially on the moms who choose to make their children the entire center of the universe. It's not anything that they've done wrong. It's simply what we've been told. We've now been... Indoctrinated in this idea that in order to be a good mother, you have to be the most self-sacrificing version of yourself that actually has been passed on from generations. But I feel that in the past there was a little bit more of a balance because there was more community around the raising of children. So, yes, the mom needed to be very involved and sacrifice very often, even her career and her desires and wishes in order to raise the family. But she also had a lot of support from. The grandparents, from the uncles and aunties, from friends. There was a raising of children as a village. We don't really have that anymore. I mean, if you are fortunate enough to have a nourishing, loving family that lives nearby and can support you, then, hallelujah, you may have um, the golden ticket. But for the majority of women that I see around me, it's the whole mother, mothering is a very um, lonely entrepreneurial (laughs) endeavor, and I say entrepreneurial with all the intention, because people think that being a mom is all feminine and flowy, but in reality, it's where we actually have to bring out most of our masculine energy, because we have to keep the momentum going of our family, we have to feed and clothe and take care of all the individuals, and that means that there is very little space for the actual feminine energy of just receptivity, and. Intuition to kick in, where we're all going with whatever parameters society is putting on us. And with that, there is a huge emphasis on your children are the center of everything. Um, you're basically an Uber that just takes your kids from one activity to the next and make sure that they have everything and more, even at the expense of yourself and the connection to your partner. And I see this all the time. How we put our children in the center of the family instead of putting first the mom, first the dad, those to me should be the figures that need the most um, attention. With that, their bond needs to be super strengthened. It needs to be taken care of, it needs to be nourished. And then come the children. And like I said, For a lot of people, this is really going to piss them off because they have done the opposite or they're currently doing the opposite. They have the children at the very center of all their affairs and all the decision making. And then there is their partnership in a very sort of like, okay, we'll just go out on a date night once a week. That seems to be sufficient enough. And then taking care of themselves or the individuals is like, I don't know, once in a blue moon, um, the mom will get a break or the dad will get to get away. That system is not working. The problem is that whenever we try to change it and we have incredibly courageous men and women who decide, no, we're not doing it that way. We're actually going to put ourselves first and our relationship, then the children. They get judged, criticized, sometimes even ostracized from those groups of friends that are trying to continue with the structure of, no, 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 it's all for the children. It's all about the children. And they don't realize that that kind of sacrifice, the children are receiving it as an energy of resentment and as an energy of, I don't really wanna be doing this, but I have to, because otherwise society gives me the worst possible title that we will want, which is you're a bad mommy or you're a bad daddy. So we will do anything to the point of, really become martyrs to avoid that. And I'll speak from my own personal experience when I would want to go away on trips without my family, which I was joking on Instagram this week about how there is no such thing as a family holiday. There is a family trip where you're going to trip with your children and you pray to all the gods that you all get along and you all find things that you want to do together, which is just the concept itself is absurd. Like how are a couple with two kids ages 15 and 10 want to all do the same thing for an extended period of time away from their uh, routines and their comforts. Like it's just the most ridiculous idea. And I was in in Cabo San Lucas with my husband for four days during um, Valentine's day. He surprised me. And it was just the two of us. There were no kids. And I can tell you that was a holiday. And when I say this, People will go like, oh, my God, don't you love your children? Like, that's such a selfish thing to do. That's so horrible. When I used to go on trips by myself, I will go to Bali for a month. And my now ex-husband will um, will be with the children for, for that month. The comments that I got from all the other moms were brutal. I mean, and and I do believe that they were purposely designed in a very unconscious manner i don't think that there was any malice towards me or my decision but they were designed to discourage me from going on those trips and they felt like what i was doing was terribly wrong even though my husband was more than happy to be with the children for a month the children were super happy and and i will come back completely renewed and recharged and i had had that time to be with my own self that Like we said, we don't get to do that because we sacrifice that when we're moms. But the other moms will just say horrible things like, oh, my God, how could you leave your children behind? Like I was just tying them up to a tree and leaving them with a bowl of food. I was like, they're with their dad. Oh, my God. He's so nice. How could how does he agree to do this? Well, he's the father, too. I mean, like who says that I'm more competent to raise my children just because I happen to have the female chromosome like. The, the absurdity, but again, I thought it, I think, and I know now, that in order to be that courageous and to stand on your truth, uh, you have to block out all these comments and to really understand where they're coming from. These women were actually pissed off that I was getting away, quotation marks, from the prison that they had created for themselves and that they didn't feel that they had permission to do. And what is hilarious is that after I started doing this and it became a, a yearly ritual, I will go for a month. I did have a line of clothing in Bali, so I had to do work. And you know, uh, I always had that agreement that I will uh, bring abundance back with me in the form of material uh, success. But I remember that after that, um, some of those very same women that will criticize me and condemn me, they, they started taking like little weekend trips with their girlfriends or the sisters and and they will come back like glowing. And that's when they they began acknowledging to me, like, oh my God, actually you you were into something. And I mean, I don't think that neither of them actually apologize for their inane comments, but that's the part that we don't even need. The forgiveness is is already included in the package because like I said, I get it. It's they're just trying to defend the paradigm that they find themselves in. But even recently on Instagram, I had a friend that um, confessed like, hey, I'm going on a trip and I'm not bringing my family and you have been sort of my guiding light to make that decision. And I swear to God, it made my heart expand to know that, yes, the, the times that I had to put up with all the comments and I did have to question like, am I being a bad man for wanting to do this for myself? Were totally worth it knowing that now I'm paving a path for other women And men, if, you know, that's where you are, um, to reclaim that we do need to take care of ourselves first and foremost, and that that's not a selfish attitude. And again, if your brain is right now screaming, turn this woman off. She's a witch. She's civil. She doesn't love her family. She's too selfish. Sit with it. Sit with it for a minute. Do turn me off (laughs) just so you can sit down and ask. Why is this so hard for me to even hear another woman say, I'm doing it and it feels great? And if you want to do it, here's your permission slip. Sit with it and see where the trigger takes you. Because nine out of 10, I can tell you the only reason why these other women were getting triggered was because they felt that they didn't have that choice. And it was through my example that then they could go to the husbands and say, Well, you see, Olga is now frolicking about in Bali. Why can't I just go for a weekend? And the husbands will have to be like, oh, God damn it, okay, yes, fine, just, just go. So know that sometimes your own desire to want to do something will override even this programming that we are now living with, this paradigm of it's all child center, And I even see it at the, play, at the point of divorce And this is something that I haven't been very vocal because in our community as uh, divorce coaches, a lot of divorce coaches have made their mantra to be that your divorce has to be fully child-centered, that the child has to be in the middle of all the decisions. And I actually don't agree that that's the best path of action for a lot of people that are considering divorce. I actually think that it should be about what is going to be best for the mom and the dad. And that's what will be best for the children, not the other way around. Because I see people putting themselves in situations that are really harmful for themselves just so the children are happy, just so the children don't have to suffer. And as much as I think that's a very honorable um, intention, there is no guarantee that by sacrificing your happiness, you will be guaranteeing their comfort. Sit with that one for a second. If we really had, Any research that shows that putting your child in the center of every decision is the best thing that can happen to your family, that it will work really, really well for your marriage and for your own mental health, I'll go for it. But I haven't seen any of those. And what I see in real life examples is that relationships are held together by a very thin thread that keeps on being eroded by that extreme desire to just satisfy our children's needs. And our own mental and spiritual health, it's running so low because, again, we're putting all this emphasis in giving of our children, even the things that if you really ask your children, they don't even want all those extra activities, all those extracurriculum um, nightmares that we get them into just because we think that they have to be fully prepared for the world and for what's coming. And it, it just makes me laugh because what the world that is coming. <laughs> Does no need our children to have been stressed out of their brains with tennis classes and piano classes and volleyball and horseback riding and all the other freaking things that we do for our children. And, And in the process, we are kind of destroying our own sanity and the family unit. So like I said, super controversial. I'm not saying that I'm right. I'm just saying this works for me, putting my needs, before the needs of my family, I know that it's not detrimental for them. I know that this is what is needed for me to fill up my cup so then I can pour onto theirs. And I'm just curious, if this is the way that you're living life, share it with me, send me a message on Instagram at olganadalhti. If you think that I'm absolutely nuts and that this is actually a very dangerous message, do also send me a DM and let me know why, because. As always, I just want the conversation to get started. And my point of view, I know that is completely different to what society and even previous generations have said to us. But I think that we are at a time where all of those structures are being questioned and the ones that don't work are being dismantled. And I do believe that having a family who is fully and exclusively child-centered in all the decision-making is actually a huge mistake. So. Let me know. Send me a message on Instagram and let's continue the conversation. I'll see you in two weeks. Hey, if you're passionate about helping others move to the next chapter and want to join one of the fastest growing industries, I would like to invite you to my upcoming training to become a certified holistic divorce coach. Just head over to olganadult.com and click on the Holistic Divorce Institute tab. I can't wait to meet you inside the program.